This is a Hot Pie Media original. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional therapy done securely online with a broad range of expertise, which might not be available in local markets. The services are available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and even send messages to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly online video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials. Visit betterhelp.com SSS. That's betterhelp.com SSS, the code for stop self-sabotage, and join the over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp help that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So don't forget the special offer for Stop Self-Sabotage listeners is to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com SSS. If you like Stop Self-Sabotage, check out another Hot Pie Media original, The Blueprint, brought to you by The Festive Kitchen, now offering comfort food hugs. Find them at www.festivekitchen.com. Dr. Dave, Dr. Dave Rice. Hello. Hello. We are in a um, sequence here of talking with you about the four stage business model, which I love. I love these four stages. It's so, it's so uh, neat, (laughs) tidy. (laughs) We love it. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. That's right. And this entitled help. I'm overwhelmed. So. I'm overwhelmed, Dave. Help. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So what do we do if we both oh, are? Come on. You're the, you're the expert. you got to have something to say here. Talk to me about this. Well, uh, as you and I talked last time, um, you know, in the coaching that we do with people, we often listen to things they say about where they're stuck and how they're feeling and things like that in their business. Right. And we kind of think, okay, I wonder where personally they're stuck inside of themselves. Um, fearful, stuck, uh, confused, overwhelmed, whatever. And then I started thinking, you know, there's got to be a place emotionally um, where we can identify they are stuck. In other words, in a developmental model and help kind of uh, zero in on an area so that we can help them go to the next stage. And so we were talking about a four-stage business model that's really one of child uh, development. Let's review that first. What yeah. is, what's the first stage? Go ahead. Yeah, last one is the connecting and trusting stage. This is the stage where we're hopeful. We, we've we've got a business going. We're starting out our business. We're enjoying people. We've got lots of um, ideas and desires and hope. We're getting involved in a business with folks and we're learning and so forth like that. And uh, when people start to struggle in this stage, they begin to feel like, um, you know, I don't fit in. Um, I, I, uh, people don't seem to, to enjoy me. Um, I don't, um, I ought to be able to do more by myself, um, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I start hearing those things, I realize, you know, they really have a struggle feeling a part of being connected, mm-hmm. feeling safe, feeling desired and, and wanted. Mm-hmm. And if you think developmentally, 
that's back to when we're all little, when we come into the world and people love us and want us and I'm glad we're here. Right. So our own internal development from childhood to adulthood reflects or mirrors our business development. Yes. Absolutely. That's what we're saying. And we're that happens in marriage too, as I mentioned before. It's, right. You see it when couples come in and you do the same thing. You kind of think developmentally. I wonder where they're stuck in their marriage. And it tends to mirror really a four or five stage model as well. What makes that nice is, and is in business, you can kind of zero in on a place to begin to help. Right. Right. Instead of just shotgunning and running around the place. Right. All right. So we're at stage two now, mm-hmm. which is, um, to, let's talk about the well, ownership and choice stage. Yes. This, this is, as you coined last time, I think, is, is this is the help I'm overwhelmed part. Yes. <laughs> the, the, help. The, first, the first one was more help I don't, I don't feel connected or a part of or, um, you know, I feel kind of lost. Um, kind of abandoned. This one is help I'm overwhelmed. And this is the, the ownership and choice stage, the, the time of, of business where we take ownership of our business and learn to make choices and grow it mm-hmm. and grow ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the stage, and you hear a lot about this, about setting boundaries, developing a sense of identity and ownership. This is my business. I need to make choices that will make it grow. What are the things I need to do to make it grow? Right, right. And so uh, people at this point, uh, you know, you can, you and I hear them say things like, gosh, I procrastinate all the time. I just can't get things going. I put things off or um, I'm disorganized. I just can't seem to, to get it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, I'm not disciplined. Um, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, or here's a big one. Saying no is so difficult. I don't want to hurt other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Or I get distracted. I can't stay on yeah. task. Yeah. I'm letting people down. Um, so now all these things we're saying, Dave, these are symptoms of that you're going to hear psychological terminology or statements <laughs> if you're stuck in the stage. Right. So if you've heard yourself say this or one of your business partners keeps saying it, we all have, you know, we all have little mantras. I think we say all the time, (laughs) you know, like I can't get anyone to listen or I need more help or uh, I'm too disorganized. Those are all little self mantras, right? Yes. Yes, they are. For for instance, one of the biggies, and we hear this all the time is, gosh, it's so hard to make phone calls or meet people because when I hear no, or I'm not interested, or people don't call me back. I, I'm I'm devastated. Right. So I don't even want to get on the phone. I don't want to go meet folks. Yeah, and and, and they don't. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you're focused on that, you get more of that too, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. So so okay. So if you're at this stage, so that's what we hear people say at this stage. What are some of the other symptoms of this stage? Well, for instance, uh, the flip side would be some people will say, "Hey, it's my business." Only I know what to do, and they're very um, unteachable. They kind of flip from one side to where it's like, "Help! I need all the help. I'm not. I'm disorganized." To the other side, listen. Nobody else knows what they're doing. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And very few people in business like this, starting their own business, are like that. But occasionally, you're working with an owner that doesn't, a business owner that doesn't seem to want any help at all. Right. So right. they they flip to the other side. You know, they're, they're the ones that say, gosh, no one takes responsibility for what goes on, and it's not my fault this is not going well. Mm-hmm. You know, so they tend to be a bit defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or you've got the other ones. Again, the flip side of that is it seems like it's all my fault, you know, um, and I don't want to ask for help. It's hard to do. I don't want to be a bother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? and, um, and again, as I said, saying no to somebody uh, is very difficult. Setting limits 
you know, sending limits of time and, and money and um, energy and yeah. Well, about. you know, and, yeah. and that, that is, I think that is the real struggle that almost every working professional yeah. I know yeah. has. Whether they are good at setting limits or not, just life seems to have, have piled on more and more things to do. Right. We're, uh, we're, especially if you have kids. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah, exactly. You're, you, you know, we talk to people all the time. Gosh, I've got a business on my own. My, uh, you know, my husband or wife is working and maybe I'm working part time. I get a couple of kids and going to church and like, Wow, there's a lot. That's and, a lot. And if you don't have good boundaries, um, you will get overwhelmed or you feel like you're letting people down or, and it just builds. And then you get worn out. And so what we do is we try to be nicer sometimes and mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to work or uh, we work harder. And, uh, put in longer hours, yeah. tougher, tougher on ourselves, beat mm-hmm. ourselves up more. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, how, how's that working for them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just working harder, and it's not smarter, it's harder. Right, right. It's that little rat in the cage. Just yeah, go a little, the, fast, little faster, wheel. faster, faster, faster. Then, then what happens is we get worn out, and we either get really depleted and, and weary, mm-hmm. or we get resentful, or, or both. Or both, yeah. Yeah, and then it becomes like a cancer. Or we try to please people more, we say yes more, maybe we take more on. Um, and and certainly around this, or, or packed in this, we don't want to hurt people's feelings or or... or we're afraid of uh, people's anger. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of ours, mm-hmm. and which which really kind of um, plays into all these statements I'm saying. Or we want to be seen as good and and um, like we're worth investing in, and so we try hard. It's like a little child that keeps wanting to please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we use all this unproductive energy and over responsibility. And you know, um, so where's this all going to get us, Dave? Um, beat up. Beat I mean, up. Yeah, when people begin to quit businesses, it's often at this point. This is probably the place people stay the longest in a business stage model in, in, in building your own business, and the place at which we lose the most people. Oh, well, tell me about that. How you know? So they just get burned out. It's a it's a burnout stage. It, it is. They they you know, stage one, the, the connecting stage, the the hope, the desire stage. I'm excited. Yeah, well, that's and, kind of fun if it oh, works. Oh, absolutely. What's well, like dating and, and getting engaged and getting married? Mm-hmm. You know, you use the parallel. And so you get in your business, you're excited, and you, whether you're there just a few months or a, a year or so, two years, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you have that stage. And pretty soon now we step into stage two, we kind of progress. This is the reality and choice stage. Okay, this is my business. I need to do something with it. But if you come in with issues of feeling overwhelmed or pleasing people or having a hard time hearing no or or being afraid to hurt somebody, or uh, not wanting to to push yourself on anybody and ask for help, uh, you'll get burned out. And the odds are that if they're struggling with that at this stage, they're struggling with this in other parts of their life. Interesting. So we're really looking at a mirror here. How yeah. you are in your life is Absolutely. how you are in your business. Yeah, a mirror, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Okay, so um, how do we learn some of these new ones? How do we develop boundaries, and how do we learn um, new ones? How do we handle the whole thing? Well, first of all, the key to understanding stage two is understanding boundaries and really what we own and what others own. And if you think of a boundary like a property line, you have your side of the fence and my side of the fence. Mm -hmm. And what is mine and what is yours or what is me and what is not me, what I own, what I don't own. And so if you start thinking about that, all right, in relationships or in, or in businesses, you know, what do you own and what do you own and what do I own? What, uh, what is mine? What is yours? 
feelings, um, uh, our, our body, our attitudes, our materials, our time. You know, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. And, you know, if you think about it again as a neighbor with property, you know, if you're a rescuer, you're always going to be coming over into their property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straightening <laughs> and, it up for them. Yeah, and they may, Painting and they may the not house. want it. <laughs> and, and if they don't want it, you feel hurt. Yeah. Or, or if they want it, you start doing it all the time, and then you begin to get burnt out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So how do we keep ourselves on our property line? That, that's actually the question. So mm-hmm. what some people are probably thinking is, hmm, you know, I have some of these issues, and I, and I wonder, you know, psychologically what those might look like. And, for instance, there's a, a few thoughts, lack of purpose, people at this point, Sometimes have a lack of focus and purpose. They just kind of become like a pinball, kind of bouncing around from mm-hmm. here to there. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel powerless. Mm-hmm. They feel like they can't make things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, impulsivity. The um, whether it's things you say, purchasing things, things you do. Uh, they 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 don't have the ability or a, a tough time putting limits on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, guilt. There's there's a big one. Mm. Kind of walking around with this sense of, wow, I'm bad for this and I'm bad for that, and I should have said, shouldn't have said this, or I should have done that. And or yeah, or why can they do it and I can't do it? The comparison and put down. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, shame. Shame. You know, yeah. Someone said the difference between guilt and shame is, uh, guilt said I did something bad. Shame is I am bad. Interesting. Yeah, and and shame is kind of a deeper level sense of something that's really wrong inside of me and, and right. not good enough. Right. Um, eating disorders uh, are are at, come out, start to develop at this stage, or codependency, something we all know, where we're extreme um, rescuers and caretakers. Mm-hmm. You know, again, what do I own? What do they own? If I'm if I'm a caretaker, I'm probably taking care of things and people that really are theirs to own and not mine. Yes. But I feel the need to do it because it feels loving. But in some ways, as I heard somebody say once, the caretake is sometimes to keep people weak, cripple them, because uh-huh. they need to learn to do it. And in, and in building your own business, you know, there's got to be a level at which I will help you build this, but, you know, I will put in the kind of time and energy you do, but no more. And we often want more for them for their business than they do, and then we, you know get stuck and become codependent and get burnt out. Well, and I talk about some of my seminars. I talk about how people get stuck in businesses that they overgive to underperforming people. There you go. That's that's well said. And that they're not balanced because they're giving more to someone who's not giving enough, and then they're wondering why the teeter-totter doesn't work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so if, well, you, if you have any of these symptoms... Let me let me finish a couple more. Here's, oh, okay. here's, here's some that will hit some people. And, and Again, I have a hunch that a lot of folks listening to this, some of these aren't even there. Because if you're building your own business, you're already, you're already wired a certain way, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. Um, here's over-responsibility is certainly going to be one. Mm-hmm. Where, again, I'm, I'm owning more than I should. And that's a boundary. What do I own? What do they own? I tend to take on more. Mm-hmm. Uh, blaming mm-hmm. is one. It's, it's not owning enough. I'm going to blame you for it. You know, you did this to me. Being, I'm, I'm a victim and it's your fault. And yet, where's my responsibility in that? And then people with just kind of generalized anxiety, when I when I coach them as you do or see them in the office, they seem kind of anxious a lot. Sometimes they're not sure what they own and what others own. They're not even sure what they like and don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and you had asked earlier, well, how how do these develop? Um, 
you know, psychologically um, when we're children. And as we said, we, we start out by bonding and connecting. You and I had mommies and daddies and right. that loved us and, and did all kinds of things for us and with us. And we attach and we trust and we are, feel like we're glad to be here in, in life. Then what happens is, as we start to get, use words and point, you know, <laughs> how little babies do that, you know, they start pointing, and they start crawling. I tell you, when babies start to crawl, life's never the same. Right. <laughs> and then they walk, and all of a sudden, they've got a little bit of language, and they can start understanding things, and they're starting to move away and separate, and they start wanting things and desiring things that maybe we don't want or want them to, and they start developing a little sense of identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people call it the terrible twos, but actually it's, it's a, a, the blossoming of a little self. Yes. And I tell parents that when they when you start hearing that little no from the baby, you know, and we all have different reactions to that, that's actually an encouraging word because it's a defining word. It's a boundary word. Right. It's letting them know that they're different from us. Yeah. And that they can have an impact. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so think about that when when your baby says no to you or you've just presented a business idea to somebody and they say no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could have a similar effect on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you had parents that wouldn't let you say no, or if you did, they made you feel bad for it, right? Um, or guilty, or whatever. So, anyway, the, the point here is we can't separate successfully if we haven't first been bonded and attached. And so, as kids end up in their end of their first year, move into their second, they begin to develop these new abilities and promote uh, separateness. It's it's a little kid that goes, "Hey, mommy, look what I do. Daddy, watch me." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm me. And yeah. so he, he learns that he or she is responsible for choices and choices can bring pleasure or pain. And so in a business, this is a stage we start to become responsible for our business, stage two, and we have to make choices based on, on getting it to the next level. So some people now, here's where the, the things get interesting. Um, some people's boundaries are confused because they weren't allowed to own their own feelings. Right. Right. And, and you, they don't know that they can say no. Yeah. Mm. Huh? Or my feelings were bad or my thoughts were bad or, um, you know, in a business, again, somebody wants something that I don't want. And how do I say that? Uh, or I do hear no. Um, or if I procrastinate or not, it's sometimes because I'm not sure what to make a priority. Right. And maybe I didn't grow up in a family where there was some structure to help me learn how to be disciplined. You know, learn how to prioritize and so forth. So you have some people on one end who don't really know what their feelings are or don't have a sense that it's okay to feel it. You have people on the other end who will do it all. They'll feel it all. They'll become over-responsible or Mm under-responsible, you know, where they will walk all over your property. Mm-hmm. They're always in your yard. Yeah, right. Right. You want to you want to paint my house? Go right ahead. <laughs> Just make sure it's the color I want. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then then I'll criticize when you don't get the edges right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So it, again, back to boundaries. It's the idea of ownership and choice. Mm-hmm. So as I said, we own our body. You know, when people are, are injured or hurt, it's enforced against their will to do things. It's like somebody saying, "You don't own your body. I do." And I'm taking away your choice or feelings. Mm-hmm. If I say to you, Pat, you know what? How can you how can you feel that way? Mm-hmm. I can't believe you'd feel that way. Mm-hmm. I'm taking away your choice to feel that way. And if you're a little person, you're going to get kind of confused. Like, wow, maybe the way I feel isn't the right way. They think I should feel this way. So, okay, 
If I feel that it must be wrong, I'll let other people tell me how to feel. Mm-hmm. And if we haven't updated these uh, emotions, we are bringing all that old baggage into mm-hmm. the present day. Right. So, right. so that's the one of the wonderful things I, I believe about all these businesses. They're they're at an app, uh, a very uh, appropriate mm-hmm. Rorschach test for where we are developmentally. Great, right? great way to put it. You, you know, you talk about boundaries, bodies, feelings, attitudes, behaviors, um, abilities, choices, desires, limits. You know, um, I, I own the choices I make, and I can have somebody that says, "Gosh, you hurt my feelings when you did that." And their attempt is to make me feel bad for it. Mm-hmm. And they're basically saying, your freedom to choose has hurt me. Therefore, don't be free to choose. Mm-hmm. Then what happens is, is we get afraid that our choices will hurt people. And so we let their feelings determine what's important to us rather than maybe what we know is to be important. Yes. And, and, and whether we're trying, trying to do that for the right reason or the wrong reason, yeah. it doesn't matter, but it, but it does, um, disassociate us from us. Yes. So how do we, okay, so how do we get back on our property, running our own game, you know, playing, playing from the field we want to play from? Right. How do we, how do we start to learn to set boundaries? Right. Well, the first thing, and we talked about this in, in the, the first talk is about journaling and gaining awareness. I would say gain awareness, become mm-hmm. aware. Uh, of the feelings you have, and if if you have feelings that make you uncomfortable, or if you have feelings that make you feel powerful, um, become aware of your body, um, things that that you enjoy and don't enjoy, um, your attitudes. You know, we'll have an attitude of maybe we can be negative, like oh this won't work. You know, or, or those kind of people will always hurt me, and hmm, that's an attitude. We've talked about. Uh, cognitions and cognitive distortions, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then where people have certain thoughts that they, that they believe the world is this way and they don't bother to challenge them. Well, you bring up an interesting point. And the interesting point is that if you journal over a period of time and then you go back and read some of that, oh, yeah. um, that becomes your own true observer of yourself. Right. I mean, cause you can, I mean, I forget whatever negativity I was dealing with a month ago. But if I was really in it, you know, and I'm writing it out, then a year from now, six months from now, five years from now, it's still there. Yes. And you see those, then you can sort of analyze the patterns because you're getting your own real-time review right there. Absolutely. You know, we can look at them and go, gosh, they are really talented. That is awesome. Or we can say, you know, I hate them. Or, or, what's or I hate me. I hate me, yeah. Well, yeah. that's kind of, you sort of turn that anger one way or the other. It's either outward or inward, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so the first piece is journaling and gain awareness of, of attitudes, behaviors, thoughts, you, some of your choices. I think really to, to look at all the choices you make and see what impacts that and see what people impact that would be key. Um, say what is you and what's not you. Again, like the list you have people write, what you mm-hmm. don't like and what you do like, what you don't want. And what you do want, and it's interesting that that people can often put down what they don't like eat more easily than what they want. What right. They do like. right. That's right. That's right. And and it's important to do that. Not that you stay with that, but then that you flip it to what you do want. Yes. Right. Uh, another big one, probably probably the biggest here, is develop what a friend of mine has written in a book called the No Muscle. Your No Muscle. <laughs> Where is that muscle developed? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's developed in the first and second year of life, hopefully. Yep. Yes, yep. you know, yep. and the no um, muscle. Oh, I love the it. no muscle. The and so as people journal, they say, okay, what things do I 
say no in. I, I actually have had people do this. Maybe we've talked about this before, but I had one person um, take things back to Nordstrom mm-hmm. and purposely go in and buy things and then take them back. Practice. Yeah. Yeah. I had one guy that he just didn't want to bother people. You know, he, he didn't want to send things back in a restaurant if something was cold or the coffee or whatever, and he wouldn't do it. He just really felt bad for them, which is a lack of boundary. And a lack of ownership of my wants and needs. Right. He was so in tune with them, and he had no clue what they were thinking. Yeah, well, and you know, and who? I mean, I was the waitress for a long time. I never took responsibility for the food that came out of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, it's not me. Yeah, they're yeah. not turning me back. You know, they're turning. They're cold. Oh, but I don't want to bother you. Yeah, I know. I've you know, heard. and and yet I said to him, you know, that's that's this person's job. They're getting paid to do this. And hopefully that they kind of want to do it well. But the fact is your fries are cold or you'd like more coffee or whatever. Yeah. So I had them do some go in and start being more assertive. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens at the stage. If, if I don't own my own wants and needs, I'm afraid to be assertive. And then we get people to take advantage of this because they're assertive. Sure. They don't have any problems. With Ooh, oh, no, no. And then we develop resentment or ulcers or whatever. So you develop your no muscle and you practice in safe places like restaurants, for instance. You develop know. no muscle. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, restaurants yeah. or you, you – I had one other guy go to a um, business owner I was working with. I said, I want you to go to a, a Chevy or Ford dealership. Mm-hmm. And there you got to say no. And I want you to, to start looking at cars and you know the salesperson will make a beeline for you. And then what do you want to say? No, thank you. I am just looking or I'm not interested. Or I'm not ready to buy. Make sure no is in the phrase somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And be persistent with it. And I had this person do that at, at a couple of dealerships. And we're so afraid of of hurting or dejecting them because that's what we feel if we get a no. That's the projection we talked about before. Interesting. That we don't want to say no. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you can't have boundaries without saying no. No. Uh, that, again, and, and along with the no, then afterwards becomes the yes. And so... Some people have a hard time saying no. Some have a hard time saying yes. You know, yes, I'll do that for you. Or yes, I could use the help. Yes, I would love the help from you. Mm-hmm. You know, and which is kind of the flip side of the no muscle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Another one, stop blaming others, mm-hmm. which ties into the other piece about feeling like you're a victim. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and victims have choices, but they don't often feel like they do. Mm-hmm. And, and in other words, if... If you hurt my feelings, um, I have, they're my feelings, and I have a responsibility to take care of my feelings, whether it's talk to you about it, leave, get mad, um, get crushed, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You might have hurt them. You might have said something. Right. Yet they're my feelings, though. I'm still, I'm still yeah. responsible for handling them. Yeah, it's my sadness, and I need to do something with my sadness, which hopefully is bring it to your attention, and we can repair the... The, the breach or whatever happened. Right. And yet they're still my feelings. Mm-hmm. Yet I want to make you responsible for my feelings so I don't have to do anything about them. Or else go, well, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Um, you know, I'm okay with that. I want to diminish my feelings. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, because I don't believe they would care enough. And I don't trust that they, you know, have my best interest at heart and things like that. But until we do it, we don't, we don't find that out. We don't find that Pat really does care. Right. Right. Um, another piece, another piece in terms of learning to set boundaries. So we're talking about gain awareness and journal, developing your no muscle, making a list of things you want, don't want, stop uh, playing the victim, creating goals and persevering. It's one that, thing to create goals, 
But the persevering goes into the stage, too, because if we didn't have the discipline or structure for mom and dad that we needed to develop, and some people learn it later in school or in sports, uh-huh. but but even in sports, they miss practice or in school, they don't turn in homework or they forget or they cut school or they quit sports or whatever. So they never internalize the structure. So people that are constantly late to things because um, they have a hard time saying no to other things or they lose things or they procrastinate or so forth are, are missing some structure inside that mom and dad needed to have given them. Mm-hmm. And so they have to develop them themselves. And so by creating some goals and then having objectives and being accountable to somebody that you've asked to, you can start to, to develop that. And that, that's really a new muscle too. It's me saying no to other things. Mm-hmm. Here's my goal. I got to say no to anything that's not in that goal. Mm-hmm. At that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the persevering is a very important issue. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. And you, you, if you haven't been able to do it uh, and you want to, you've got to have a team to help you do that. Whether it's a, a personal coach, a, a person in your leadership team in your business or, or whatever, but some people that you've asked to hold you accountable. And that's the key. It's like if I said, Pat, would you hold me accountable to this? So that when you do, I'm not going to resent you or I'm not going to feel like a bad little boy. I'm, I'm inviting you into the process. Mm-hmm. And that makes all the difference in the world versus you feel like you need to help me and so you step over onto my property and then I resent it or I never tell you that I need help mm-hmm. because I'm afraid to bother you. Right. Now that now that you've said I do need help, I do need support, then really treat that person as an ally. Absolutely. Somebody that um, really wants your best. Right. And, uh, and you know, that can be hard to believe if, if you don't talk to anybody about it. You just have your own little world in your head. Well, sure. I mean, you, then you don't test it out. You don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, another piece, and kind of goes along with what we're talking about goals and persevering, is setting limits. Setting limits with your time, with your money. You can get in a business, and all of a sudden you start spending money hand over fist. And if you don't have some structure like a budget, you know, building any business, you need to have a budget. And certain tools you're going to buy or certain trips you're going to take or, or whatever, um, you need to have a budget. And oftentimes, if, if we don't have good boundaries, we tend to be impulsive and buy a lot of things and then get overwhelmed. And then our credit cards get racked up or something. And then we go, oh, my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. And then at this stage, people quit because they haven't really entered with a business mindset that says, I'm starting a business. Here's what I need to spend. And the, and the problem happens with time, too. Mm-hmm. Because your time will get eaten up if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. You know, meetings and, and uh, saying yes to people and wanting to be there, and all of a sudden you are just getting overwhelmed and burnt out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. go back to the limits, the structure, the choices, setting boundaries, your time, your money, your energy, uh, your feelings, your choices. Uh, it hits all those. Well, this, this is a good list, Dave. We've got a good list here. Yep. A- anything else you want to say about these boundaries? Well, uh, here's, here's, here's the last one. Okay. Let people disagree with you. Oh, no. <laughs> Learn to hear no. <laughs> okay. That, and that goes back to talking to people about a business. What happens? Somebody says no to me. You know, Dave, I'm not interested. Pat, you know, it's not for me. They don't call back. Whatever. I think, okay, I can be separate from them. They're, they're a separate human being. They can say no. I don't need to take it personally, which we often do. If we take it personally, what it means is we haven't fully separated and, and developed our own identity. That's a good. Let's let's talk about that one more time, okay. Dave. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because so many of these businesses we over personalize. Oh, it's like if I've asked you whether you want to be involved and you say no, you are rejecting me. Right, right. 
and and you need me to be involved so that you can feel um, valuable and loved and cared about and important and wanted and desired and good. And you need me. There's a dependency there, which goes back to stage one. You've connected, but you haven't separated. And the key about stage one and two, moving from one to two in the business model, is that I can attach and connect and feel safe. Now I have to launch out on my own and have my own separate thoughts and feelings, but still stay connected. It's like a couple in marriage fighting. Mm-hmm. Can they argue and still feel cared about and loved? Can I? Con- it's like if I said to you, Pat, can I confront you, talk to you about some things, and you still lo- feel loved by me at the same time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some people cannot do that, which is what we'll talk about in another time, the ability to feel cared about and connected and still hear no and still build my own business and mm-hmm. have my own wants and needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's huge. That's, that's great. Yeah. Well, David, you've said a whole lot of stuff here today. Boy, I tell you. And if I was listening to this out there, I'd be going, okay, which one of these do I need to work on? Yeah. So, so let's, let's review the, the top, I have nine that you talked about. Uh, journal for personal development. Yep. Journal, gain awareness, journal for personal development, become aware of, of, of your feelings. In other words, the whole, whole deal is here to begin to own things. And some people will journal and go, I don't know what to write. I don't, I'm not sure what I think or feel, which is a lack of identity, which is a lack of separateness. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this is how you develop that. Uh, attitudes, behaviors, thoughts, abilities, choices, wants, those kinds of things. Making a list of what it, what you want, what you don't want, what you like, what you don't like, what your abilities are and what they aren't. Developing your no muscle. And you begin with little exercises, whether it's a restaurant or, you know, you say no to the dog for crying out loud. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> um, stop playing the victim. You do have choices. You know, when you're playing the victim, you're, you you start to feel kind of, um, you know, put on and hurt and nobody cares and, and powerless and things like that. And mm-hmm. But you do have choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we don't often want the, the results of their choices because, see, if I make a choice, somebody else might say, well, you know what, then, Dave, I don't want to do this. Oh, shoot. Then I better not make a choice because I'll lose them or something bad will happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to be separate because we're afraid of what our choices will do. Well, that's the adult world. It's how to operate. Mm-hmm. So be aware. Uh, stop playing the victim. Create goals and stick with them and get get an accountability partner. Um, set limits on your time, money, and your energy. You know, and have, have some people sit down with you and do this. Uh, practice uh, self-control, which means setting limits on what you want, what you spend, which kind of goes back to what we said a minute ago and setting limits, but practicing self-control, what you eat. You know, you look at different areas, you know, the way we spend money and eating habits and things like that, that will tell you um, about your own boundaries or lack of. Mm-hmm. Let people disagree and say no to you. Don't take it personally. Just just say, just say well, good. They, they have a sense of identity. They know what they want. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of that. Good for them. Yeah. I want to develop that too. Yeah. Um, and then challenge your distorted thinking, which we didn't really talk about, but that's another one. And you've talked about uh, awfulizing things and making things catastrophes, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people can go back and listen to those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that's a lot. That is a lot. <clears throat> There's a great book called Boundaries that people can get by Henry Cloud. Okay. Yeah. And And what do you get when you read that book? You will get all this stuff in a lot more depth. Mm-hmm. You will you will get a lot more how tos and dig into a lot more relational 
um, issues and examples that we wouldn't have time to, to go over. But you know, isn't, don't you find, Dave, that this whole boundary issue is just one of the real substantial issues in, in doing business or having a relationship? Because if you really don't know your boundaries, you're forever being trod on or trotting on somebody else. Right. Yes, yes. That's the way to put it. Being trod on or trotting on somebody else. I mean, you, You'll know, you'll see people in a business and they just seem to make it happen, but they seem to run over people like a bulldozer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they don't have a sense of where they stop and other people begin. And me, if I'm more of a victim, I don't begin anywhere. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, people yeah. are running. And so, yes, you, you, uh, this, this is the key. Again, I, I really believe this is the stage at which more people quit their business than all the other ones. Right, right. So get a handle on this, and I think, you, because really about becoming an adult, which is what, which will be our next topic, actually. Well, and it's, it's the whole developmental process. You know, connecting and trusting is a, a young person, you know, ages one to, what, three, four, something like that. Yes. Uh, or, and, then, and then, you know, at this stage, you're getting into getting on your feet, yep. being your own person, yep. pushing back, you know, where yep. do I stop? Right, walking away and kind of checking out life and still... Seeing mommy and daddy enjoy my separateness rather than being threatened or not noticing. Right, right. And, uh, and developing my little sense of, set of wants and needs and wishes and feelings. And Here's the other thing I want to say, and that is that all of us have chinks in our armor. All of us have some of these things, don't yes, we, Dave? Yes. I mean, there's nobody who's got totally wired down with boundaries. Yeah, you don't go through each stage perfectly at all. There's always leftover things to work on right. for everybody. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So if people are listening and thinking, oh, I got that, I got that, oh, I must really be a mess. <laughs> no, no, you have little chinks, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so you just have to, you know, do the little repair work necessary. But the, the key is to be able to define what you want to change. Yes. Which, which takes uh, a sense of identity and a boundary. Here's what it is. Mm-hmm. And if something about what you and I have talked about kind of touches something inside and resonates, ah, you know what? That happens to me. Yes. And start digging and learning and, and don't do it alone. Invite people in to help you. Whether you read the book as, with some other folks, like the book on boundaries, um, your study group, you get somebody to hold you accountable and working out or making contacts for your business, whatever, invite somebody into the process. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's very helpful. All right, Dr. Day. Okay. You're wonderful as usual. We will still be talking. We're going to grow up together here <laughs> on all these uh, all these issues. In this lifetime, I hope. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.